0: Back to another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, this is part two of an interview with Tom Rarden, And in part one, we talked about the mistake that Tom made, the big mistake he made when starting his investment strategies. And hint, it actually almost made his family gatherings very uncomfortable. So if you haven't checked out part one, make sure to do that because I just really thought that was a really cool uh, thing to learn about him and his experience. So here in part two, in just a moment, you are going to be discovering that he has five kids and what the heck is he doing to save for college for all five of them. And also he's going to talk about how you can gain knowledge from preparing for retirement at an early age and what that may look like for you. With no further ado, here is the part two of the interview with Tom. Enjoy. So, w- with that all in mind, uh, I think um, w- what's really great on on your on your uh, website is you're not just talking to physicians; you're talking to high income parents. And um, there's a few articles that that I thought were great. Uh, where you've really locked in in terms of thinking about your kids and college. Uh, I'm going to link them here in the show notes. You have one that's 160 strategies to conquer college expenses and another one about travel hacking, helping you pay for college. So I highly suggest everyone check those out. And as I was reading those articles, I was wondering, it sounds like you've been setting aside some money for your kids. Uh, how are you thinking about that? You know, what? how important is that to you? How do you prioritize um college and your kids and and preparing for that knowing that you have five
1: yeah it's it's something I've put a lot of thought into and I probably still don't have the perfect formula for this um, you know that for the parents that only have one child and and they're putting aside money um, the other part is I think I benefited greatly from having a job and working and put in uh, providing a, a significant portion of my own way in college I know it's more difficult now than it used to be um, with yeah. you know tuition expenses going up. Uh, I actually just wrote a blog article about that where I had to do some research and look at how quickly inflation has has gone up compared, or how uh, how much what's that?
0: Inflation for college yeah. versus just general inflation, right? It's right, like twice two times outpaced it.
1: Right, exactly. And so, um, you know, it, our kids definitely have a higher burden to be able to. Pay their tuition. It's it's a lot more difficult to just say, oh, work this many hours and go to college and work at the exact same time. And uh, being higher income earners, I think it's nice to be able to help them along that way. But I do I do want them to work and to um, you know pay some of their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're you know we're developing strategies for that. I also so- am a big believer in entrepreneurship, and I'm trying to help uh, my. Especially my older sons right now figure out some ways to maybe make some more passive income before they even get into college, you know. So tell, or at least have a more that. flexible, more flexible schedule.
0: Well, what does that oh, look like? How, how are you trying to teach them entrepreneurship?
1: Well, uh, my oldest son right now is trying to launch a business. Now that it's summer and he's he's outside of his uh, structured class schedule, um, we're trying to launch a business for him where he could set aside some extra. Um, funds, and so that's been a, a great learning opportunity, um, just as far as web design and marketing and and all the necessary paperwork that needs to go into it, and and so we'll see we'll see how that uh, ends up here in the coming months. But uh, besides that, um, you know, just odd jobs here and there at, at this point uh, with the other ones. He's 15, and the and the next one up is 13 now, and so we're just kind of first starting to explore what they might like to do and, and how can they do things that fit more around their own schedules as opposed to having to be at a, at a certain place at a certain time.
0: That's great. Well, I have an idea for you. Would you like me to share it with you? Sure. I um, was just with my daughter trying to teach her an entrepreneurship lesson. And uh, have you heard of the term FBA before, fulfilled by Amazon?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so we were listening to a uh, episode of Smart Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, which I'll link in the show notes. And uh, this last weekend, what we did is we went to Target, and we went to Walmart, and we went to the clearance section. And we looked. F- what you could do is really, really cool. My daughter loved this part of it, is you scan with your phone items that are in the clearance section, and you look to have ones that are a uh, 50% discount. So a hundred percent possible rate of return. And basically you turn around and you sell those on Amazon. And so, um, I had, I was going through a spreadsheet with her and, you know, showing expenses and the fees that Amazon tax on. And, um, we should be able to turn a profit with it. Um, and we just spent just a couple hundred bucks nice. um, to, get, to get going. So, um, yep. and there's, there's, there's some costs of course to, to get started, but they're really, really minimal. Um, so, Might want to check that out. I'm going to do a blog post on it eventually. But anywho, um, I love what you're doing.
1: Yeah, we've we've done kind of a uh, more blue-collar version of that with Craigslist with them. My older son plays the drums, and I think he's flipped two or three drum kits now for more (laughs) funds on Craigslist. So yeah, I think that's just the big part of it, just like you're doing, is just telling them to kind of think outside the box, and you don't necessarily have to go get a minimum wage job at a at a, you know, store or restaurant or something.
0: Flipping hamburgers at McDonald's, right? That's yeah. what we got to think about.
1: Well, that, so, so, Tom, I was to, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that was kind of instilled in, in me growing up. You know, you either go get a minimum wage job or you could go work for dad. And I thought, well, at least I can work for dad for a little more than minimum wage.
0: <laughs> right. So so here's the, the big question I have. When you have five kids like you do and you're, you're socking away money for them for college... How was that like impacting your retirement like how are you thinking through that? you know were you thinking that you know what just the kids going to college is such a huge priority for me? I'm willing to sacrifice working uh, for a few more years for that or a lot of years for that you know how how were you thinking of of that or are you thinking of that
1: sure i um you know the I have the advantage that I do enjoy my job and so I don't necessarily need to be out of there by age, you know, 45 or 50 or whatnot. And so I have put a tentative plan in, uh, in place that if I continue my current savings rate, I should be able to meet all my, uh, you know, retirement investing goals by age 52. So I think I would be completely happy with that. Um, I could potentially even work longer than that. You know, there's all the aspects that we don't like as doctors taking call and um, you know, maybe doing more uh, difficult cases or whatnot, but um, I could always go to a part time after that. i I definitely wouldn't mind doing that. Um, You know, locums work, all those things are definitely uh, potentials. And so I wouldn't have a problem with that. And if I ended up having to work till I was 55 to meet my retirement goals, I wouldn't have a problem with that either. So I kind of just arbitrarily thought 52 is a pretty nice goal compared to a lot of people. Um, maybe not if you look at the the uh, fire crowd out there. They probably say I'm over the hill, but, um, you know, I, I feel pretty good about that. That would be 22 years in practice. That's a pretty good uh, haul, and, and I could hopefully I would potentially do more, and I could just tailor it around doing other things you know my wife and I have thought about doing mission work and so maybe I go uh, do anesthesia for the plastic surgeons while they're fixing kids cleft pallets and things like that and that would be a lot of fun to me too um so that that's kind of where I set my goal so that that was my initial starting point I want to be able to save it that that amount and then after that what's left over I started putting away for the kids or whatever else we want to spend it on at that point. And, uh, and that's just kind of how I approached it. Um, You know, I don't, I don't think I necessarily owe my kids a college education, but if I could help them out with it and get them out of there debt free, um, that would be a big benefit to me. And, um, you know, just, just the money side of it is really in my mind, a, a small portion of what makes for a good value as far as a college education. There's a lot of other strategies um, that we can employ that, uh, don't, you know, doesn't mean just throwing a bunch of money at the problem.
0: Well, and I, I firmly believe, and I've, I've said this a few times on the podcast, that college isn't for everyone. That perhaps that some kids aren't aren't cut out for that and the cost is high enough today. I think it's something you really got to think about. Um, yeah. If someone... You're, you're you're an anesthesiologist someone in primary care you know paying for their kids when they're making two hundred thousand rather than, than four hundred thousand that's a huge hit for them sure to to pay for five kids for you know let's say half of their college education um depending on where the kids go right
1: so yeah definitely i, I mean i think you are looking at uh more state schools and things like that and um yeah, I don't. I don't know if uh, you knew this, but we started homeschooling our kids about five years ago, and there's a lot of opportunities um, that are becoming more and more mainstream to be able to educate our kids outside of the traditional stru- uh, structured setting. You know, whether it be a public school or a private school, or you know, as they get into college, there's so many so many online uh, opportunities and uh, opportunities to get college credit before they even. Step, set foot on a campus that you can really do uh, a lot beforehand. We, My wife and I, uh, mostly my wife's friend, uh, her son was able to earn so many dual credits that he's taken a year off and he's hiking the Pacific Trail and he's blogging about it right now.
0: Um, wow.
1: And so, you know, I think things like that are, are great. You know, I mean, the experiences that he's going to gain from that and, and the knowledge that he'll gain from that, you know, where else can you get something like that? So.
0: Hmm. so how how do you you mentioned that you have this age of 52 and uh, sounds like a great number to me area 52 52 um, what how do you come up with that number is it a asset type number that you came up with you know and you took a percentage of it um, were you doing some sort of planning Thing you know where you said, hey, if I die at age ninety, you know this is what we would need. Or how how did that come about?
1: Well, it's it's pretty much just the classic four percent rule. You know, by that point, I should be able to save, you know, twenty five times my assets. And um, at you know at that point, I still haven't decided if I'm really comfortable with the four percent rule. I might be more comfortable with a three percent rule, Um, but. You know, at that point, I should be able to have twenty-five percent or twenty-five times my expenses. Um, also, my youngest daughter will just be going to college, or she'll she'll be eighteen at that point. Um, and so, that's a nice uh, time where it'll be down to just the misses and I. Um, potentially, we'll see. <laughs> Hopefully, they're, uh, right. most of them are out of the house. But uh,
0: how many boomerang back? To
1: yeah. My dad? Yeah, well, that's another that's another educational point I need to do some blog posts on about uh, minimizing the boomerang effect. Although, you know, if if uh, a kid needed to come back and uh, they could save a little bit money and they just pour pour their uh, funds towards paying back debt or something like that, I mean, hopefully we um, get them all educated so that they don't get themselves in that position. Um, but I could see other parents if. They, were, they had to accumulate a lot of debt, or their kids did, and they were able to move back home and set up some strict criteria that, you know, say, hey, you need to be throwing X percent of your income towards your debt, and we got to have a plan to get you out of here by this many months or years or whatnot. That, that could be beneficial to people. I hope that we don't have to do anything like that, and we're not planning on doing anything like that. But uh, that's. I think that's a big part of financial... Uh, Financial management too is being flexible. You know, there's things that are going to happen that you just can't predict. So don't be married well, to one idea.
0: Right, right. Well, and I think wh- one idea that's been floating around my head that I've, I've started work on uh, a a piece for this is the question of is kind of that traditional retirement dead? And wh- what I mean by that is, you know, we picture you know going golfing every day or whatever someone's passion is. That's not mine. You know, um, I'd probably be volunteering or um, spending time with with, uh, the kids or grandkids or whatever. But uh, uh, And I really believe for many of us today, just because lack of certainty with the government and and funding and uh, for myself personally, you know, I don't see that really being an option just because... Uh, I want to be prepared for many circumstances. Now, that might mean that later on my, my career might change or there's some sort of inflection point that I, I flip to just doing authorship um, full-time rather than some of the other businesses that I have. How do you think about that concept, Tom? Do you, do you see that traditional retirement you know, at that, at that 52, depending on circumstances, or how are you thinking about that concept? Is retirement
1: dead Uh, i uh i think the notion of just sitting on a beach someplace for the rest of my life reading books or watching the seagulls would pretty much drive me insane Um, (laughs) i i the things i think about are you know probably messing with my kids and uh invading their house and taking their kids my grandkids around to different things and just uh really I think of it as a financial independence more than a retirement um, because I'd love to be healthy and strong and be able to just do you know the things that you want to do uh, but you don't have to worry about whether or not the electric bill is going get be- get paid because your paychecks not coming in that I guess that's what I really have a view of retirement nowadays it's not that uh, you know okay finally I don't have to do the get up at Five thirty 30 in the morning to be at the hospital to see my patients. And, uh, you know, I, honestly, I like doing that. And so that, that wouldn't be bad for me. If there's some docs out there that don't like it, then I could see that. But, uh, I, I don't think of retirement at all like that golden years and I'm out on the golf course or anything. Um, I, I just think of it more of as a financial independence where your expenses are, are met. And then you can kind of do, what you want within reason
0: yeah flexibility right you know the you have some time freedom to go with financial freedom
1: right exactly
0: all right well let's take pause here for a second and go to our commercial break well if you are like some members of my audience you are committed to being an amazing doctor and succeeding at life but the truth is you've never received financial training during medical school and you struggle with enough time to do it all. And well, my friend, about a year ago, I started offering my book, The Freedom Formula for Physicians, for only a dollar plus shipping. Well, this offer, it's coming to an end. And so only through the end of August, you can still pick up my book, The Freedom Formula for Physicians, for only a dollar. That's right, the whole copy, a physical copy to hold in your hands for only a dollar plus shipping. And actually, that's only just part of this incredible deal because I throw in a bonus electronic copy completely for free so you can start reading it immediately. But there's a problem. This is coming to an end so make sure you take me up on this offer. Are you ready to pick up this book and get the financial training that you've desired? You can visit the podcast website now at www.drfreedombook.com to pick up your copy, or you can simply text Dr. Book to 44222. Don't let this podcast, my friend, be like other ones where you hear great information, you get some new ideas, but you never actually complete anything. To snag your copy now, visit www.drfreedombook.com or text Dr. Book to 44222. So I I mentioned early on, and we've made a few drops here throughout the podcast that you have a blog, uh, High Income Parents. So tell us a bit about that, my friend. What, uh, Tom, was your inspiration behind that?
1: Well, I, I started that uh, earlier this year, and the main reason, you know, maybe uh, my kids are just stubborn, but no matter how much we try to instill in them, you know, gratitude and, and being able to uh, be happy about what they have, I I imagine, I hear this from other parents that uh, their kids always want more, 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 and uh, I guess my kids are no different, and so no matter how many times we talk to them about that lesson, you know, they do a pretty good job, but there's always times their kids, they mess up and, and they, uh, don't see, uh, how good they really have it sometimes. And, um, I found myself, uh, talking to them about these lessons and, and basically that overall theme from time to time. And I thought maybe there's some other parents that, uh, could benefit from it and uh, and these financial lessons and so the overall theme of the blog is just to educate the parents and then hopefully their kids uh, will be educated as well by the parents passing on things and then as their kids get older they'll be able to read uh, the blog as well and uh, also it, it's nice just to hear what some of the readers are saying and the, the problems they have and maybe they have problems that I never thought about and it makes me go and and think about things. And, uh, so that's a big benefit as well.
0: Well, you know what, what I love about doing this podcast, uh, as, as you're kind of touching on there, it really gives you a opportunity to get to know people in a different way. Um, in our pre-interview chat, you mentioned that it allowed you to express yourself, um, creatively. Uh, talk about that a little bit. How, how have, has it allowed you to express yourself creatively?
1: Well, yeah, that's, a, that's another big benefit. Um, you know, as doctors, we are kind of focused on doing the right thing and science and you can't really creatively anesthetize someone too often. Um, and so it's, it's nice to <laughs> get out to, you know, kind of get some thoughts out of your head and, and, uh, maybe bounce some things off of other people about what you're thinking and, uh, financial, financial topics are important to me and I, I really like it. And, uh, I feel like I know more about that than uh, other things. Probably medicine, number one, maybe finance, number two. And uh, just combining that with being able to help our kids um, kind of break that cycle of entitlement and, and, uh, and not being as financially savvy as maybe their parents were to get to the, the point that they are, that they're able to provide better for their kids. Um, that was a big goal, and that's just something that I hope I accomplish and that uh, people get some benefit from it.
0: And uh, Tom, I know you, you've been doing this just for, uh, since since this year, um, but I'm sure there's there's probably some popular posts. So for those that aren't familiar with your blog and want to go to highincomeparents.com, what are uh, some posts you think they should check out to uh, get started that uh, might be a little different from what other people are doing out there?
1: Oh, well, the, uh, you know, from a college standpoint, um, the, 160 different ways to conquer college costs, I think, is a pretty good primer to just kind of see what all is out there. Um, there's, let's see, what are all, some other uh, popular ones? The uh, the one about an emergency fund versus uh, you know paying off debt that's gotten a lot of views and and people like to debate that. And the one good thing that I thought. I did in that post is I put a table in there about whether, uh, about four different scenarios, whether you chose to fund an emergency fund, fun, chose to pay off debt or just invest it and in, in, uh, compare the net worth. Those are probably the top at this point. There's, I tried to do some posts that are just general knowledge and that would help people. You know, there's some things about tax deductions that might benefit uh, high income earners more than uh, others and, and tax credits that might uh, benefit high income earners. And so, uh, I didn't really find those things laid out like that in other places. And I thought that might help. Um, another one that, uh, kind of is, uh, influenced by the great Dave Ramsey, uh, in his baby steps. Um, I didn't really like them and (laughs) I, uh, I I tailored my own for uh, high income parents. I think that would be a good one to check out. Um, and that's generated a little bit of debate too.
0: That's great. So uh, with that, Tom, we're starting to run short on time. Um, but I do want to go through the, a quick three-question lightning round with you. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So, Tom, what are the top three financial habits that you have?
1: Uh, pay myself first. Uh, don't spend more than you have. And just... Uh, Think about people before money.
0: Very good. What is the guilty pleasure that you spend money on?
1: Uh, I'm kind of a tinkerer and like to research things, and um, so I, I end up kind of dabbling in one area and then moving on. And uh, so I kind of tend to dabble in in uh, and spend probably a little too much money on in the certain thing that I'm dabbling on at the point at that point. Finance I've always been attracted to, and medicine I've always been attracted to, and I still wake up every morning enjoying going to work, so at least I made good decisions on that time. But They're... I've done uh, crazy things from uh, you know, woodworking to beekeeping to raising chickens, so oh, we, wow. we do some crazy stuff sometimes.
0: <laughs> and lastly, what does being a success mean to you?
1: I think that uh, being a success is when you can look back on your life and see the relationships that you've cultivated and uh, be happy with those. That's my main priority once everything's said and done. Mm.
0: Very good. Well, Tom, that's the end of the lightning round as as we wrap up this interview. uh, I have a question for you. So let's say you step back into the past and you're not a practicing anesthesiologist. You are a resident. So if you could sit down with a younger Tom, a Tom that just got matched out of medical school, what advice would you give to him?
1: I was think the number one thing is just try to embrace as much knowledge as you can at that point. Um, I, I think I did a decent job of this, but I probably would have stressed it even more back then. And, and the thought that I had was, Uh, this especially happened right at the end of medical school that, uh, people expect us to really take care of folks and treat them and, uh, make them better here a year, you know, next year. And, uh, as you're a resident, you got about anywhere from three to six years to figure that out and anesthesia get four years. Um, and so even though it's tough and you're working long hours and you're just cramming your brain full of knowledge to really, uh, kind of push the envelope on how much you can learn and, and how much you can remember and and just uh, digest so that maybe that fact or that experience that you have would, you know, be the thing that ends up really helping somebody.
0: That's great. Well, Tom, we're, we're uh, running out of time here and uh, there's so much we could cover. Any closing thoughts?
1: Uh, I just really appreciate you letting me come on the show and um, talking about the blog. I hope that, People can stop by that and uh, get some benefit from it. And if there's any questions or concerns they have or feedback, I'm always open to it. It's right there on the uh, email me page. I'm happy to take anybody's email and, and discuss things.
0: All right, Tom, are we good? Sounds good. All right, my friends. Well, that wraps it up for today. So thank you, Tom, for being with us. And if someone is out there listening... In the Knox podcast, I would love to tell your story because learning from other doctors is just a wonderful way to see where you are at, where you could be doing better, and picking something new away each time. Also, if you gain some value out of this podcast, my friend, and you are just loving this stuff, here's what I want you to do. I want you to grab your friend, or your colleagues, their iPhone, their iPad, their Android device, whatever they got. I want you to find the podcast link on their device, get them subscribed to this podcast, and download your favorite episodes. And then tell them, hey, if they're ticked at you, they're going to thank you later, and you can just blame it all on me if, if they don't. So anyhow, thank you so much for joining me. It means so much to have you take time out of your busy, out of your compressed schedule. For the Freedom Formula 4 Physicians podcast, this is Dave Denniston. And remember, my friends, remember to slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle.